Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. I think this is just a rarity, guys, that we're all three of us actually had time to merge and have our very first ever three co-hosted host show, Locked On Spurs. Uh, what do you? Uh, I think we can handle this, huh, Ryan? Huh, Jose? Yes, uh, I can. I'm not so, so so sure about Jose. I should say. Yeah, yeah I think the guy's kind of weak. Yeah, he might be. Weak. He might be the weakest link on this uh, show here. Welcome to my show, guys. You're oh, it's your show now. <laughs> living in Jose's world. Yeah, exactly. And the world would be a Spurs win uh, uh, versus the Minnesota Timberwolves in their home opener. But before we get into that, this is Locked On Spurs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Jeff Garcia, and alongside of me, our co-hosts, Jose Grijalva and Ryan McCallum. Yes, the first ever uh, show where all three of us get to uh, rap about the San Antonio Spurs and what better way to kick this off than with a discussion about a Spurs win? The Spurs beat the Minnesota Timberwolves last night in San Antonio, 107-99. There were so many takeaways from this game, guys. I don't even know where to begin. I guess, I guess I'll start with you, Jose. What would be your biggest takeaway from the game last night in San Antonio? Uh, the ball movement. The, the fact that everybody was comfortable, everybody was moving the ball. You know, sometimes Lamarcus caught the ball just in the post, and he did, he did his thing. You know, vintage Lamarcus, the fadeaway jumper. But I mean, all in all, it was really again that 2014 beautiful game. That, by the way, I mentioned a month ago, I was the only one that mentioned it. Ryan Look at this guy, Ryan. Look at this guy. Throne of lies. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it really came to fruition. Rudy Gay fits in like Boris Diaw fit, fit in. Uh, Joffrey La- Laverne uh, fit in like Diago Splitter fit in. Even oh, like my God. As he would do. Uh, so, I mean, you have beautiful game, 2.0. I love it. That's the one takeaway from it. If they can play this way with uh, Kawhi back, I mean, now you're talking about Golden State-like expectations for this team. I really think they can neutralize Golden State in every aspect of their game if they play this way with Kawhi back. Well, I, I you are the biggest Joffrey Laverne apologist. I, my takeaway was he is not the answer. He he is so much less than what you than what you put into him from the off season to here. I I just saw a guy flailing to get rebounds, flailing to get shots off. Uh, I, I was underwhelmed by Joffrey Laverne. Well, look, it is just the first game here, so we'll see exact we'll see exactly what he'll uh, pan out as. But here's the thing, though: if I'm looking at the San Antonio Spurs right now, my first thought is, can they maintain this? I mean, look what happened last night in the game. Talk about the ball movement. What happened to that in the third quarter? The third quarter, the Wolves made a furious comeback. They cannot let their foot off the gas if they're going to contend, like Jose, you mentioned against the Warriors. I mean, the, the Warriors in that situation will eat the Spurs alive. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. Oh, I agree with that sentiment. But, again, they didn't have Kawhi. 
when, uh, you know, they were very dependent. On, and, you know, I thought about, too, Jeff, right uh, in that game where Danny Green brought the ball up. And things, you know, the two guys that I kind of don't feel comfortable with that. But, again, you know, they didn't have Kawhi Leonard, who, if it comes to that point, he can calm down the offense. Same thing with Tony Parker. That's really Tony Parker's strength at this point of his career. When everybody's getting shot happy, you know, they'll just throw up shots and, and they don't really think about what they're going to do. And, and they get into, you know, um, sort of droughts like that. Tony Parker is a guy who can, you know, settle them down, get the ball, call a play, and then get them back in the groove. So I'm, I'm not worried about that at all. They were missing their two guys who really control the offense, control the pace, and are veterans uh, with that team and especially with that team. So I'm, I'm encouraged. We've got to remember, Patty Mills is not that guy. He's a shooting point guard, right? Yeah. I mean, he needs somebody to give him the ball. He's not a guy who you want dribbling the ball every now and then. Uh, DeJounte Murray, who plays phenomenal, my boy, DeJounte Murray. Uh, I wish he would have been there later instead of Patty in the game. But, again, he, he went up through, uh, you know, he blew me away from my expectations so far. Uh, so, again, but, you know, I, I just think they were missing their two guys who keep the glue, who keep the team glued together in that aspect when things go, when there's a drought, when everybody gets uh, uncomfortable maybe because of the defense. I think they were missing those two guys. So I'll, I think they'll be okay. Uh, I mean, what is your takeaway, Ryan, uh, as far as Jose's takeaway? I mean, do you agree that ball movement was key last night? Or simply was just they're playing against a Minnesota team that pretty much still needs time to gel with all the additional pieces? Well, that Minnesota team is supposed to be a good team. So, yeah. I, you know, I don't think that we should devalue a win against Minnesota. I mean, they still have Carl Anthony Cowles. They still have Andrew Wiggins. Those guys have been gelling for a couple of years now. Jamal Crawford. Uh, you know, that guy's a perennial six man of the year candidate. You know, he doesn't need, he's new on that team, but he doesn't need any time to gel. Jimmy Butler is an amazing player, but they've got so much talent on that Minnesota team that, that we should expect big things from Minnesota. Uh, and, and yet San Antonio still, still beat them. I, I would say that the, the ball movement for sure is it was a great, um, was a great thing to highlight as a takeaway. You know, mine was, uh, I really like the roles that people are settling into. Um, you know, we didn't mention Pau Gasol yet. Uh, I love Pau Gasol only taking eight shots. Mm-hmm. He went three for eight for the field. Uh, he's not being asked to do too much. Get seven rebounds. Uh, if Pau can do that for you consistently in the minutes that he's been, he's only playing, you know, 25 or, or 30, I can't remember, it's between 25 and 30. It wasn't that many minutes uh, in the game. If that's what you're asking Pau Gasol to do, well, I think you've got a real winner there. I was super impressed by DeJounte Murray. A couple of boneheaded things with bringing the ball up, but he'll get over that as he gets more comfortable. Um, but you saw his, his length, that seven-foot wingspan. Guy had a bunch of rebounds out of the point guard position. He was super efficient shooting the ball. I think he only missed one shot. Yeah, he was seven for eight. So he only missed one shot. LaMarcus Aldridge um, took over the game. It was a statement game um, for him. I was even surprised at Kyle Anderson, the efficiency that he showed in the 30 minutes that he got. And Danny Green, man, it, you know, I know it's the first game of the season, but it looks like the, the scoring is back. Uh, went three for seven from three-point land uh, and had 16 shots in the game, hit seven of them. If you're getting these this contribution from these guys and Kawhi is not there, that, this is a pretty salty team. I, I really like – I mean, it's one game in. But I really like uh, the direction that it's that it's going. You know, uh, you're right. It is a good step in the right direction, and I believe Lamarcus Aldridge, after the game, even spoke about that and um, the win, saying that he thought that the team played very well. 
you, you know, he's, he, but he did say, Ryan, that the team wasn't as sharp as he thought they could be, but he does think it is a right step in the right direction. Uh, but overall, yeah, it was a good, good win. Didn't like the sloppiness in the third quarter. And you alluded to this um, about DeJounte Murray. Do you think maybe some people, at least Spurs fans, need to pump the brakes just a little bit considering this was just the first game? I, I mean, I don't want to get overexcited about um, about DeJounte Murray, right? I mean, you, you want to be able to ease him in, and his minutes are going to go away perhaps when Tony gets, gets back in. So you want to be sort of careful with expectations early and then don't put too much hype into him because you have you know, a future Hall of Famer that's coming back in. Um, I, I'm going to caution against those who are cautioning against getting too excited about DeJounte Murray because this is not the first time that we've seen him be incredibly efficient. Um, it's also not the first time that we've, been, we've seen him be sloppy with, uh, with the ball. Um, if he can get over uh, you know, his, his issues with the handles, issues with initiating the offense, and the guy can just be a facilitator and a, um, a, a situational scorer, and he could be that efficient, I, hey, I, I'm obsessed with, with DeJounte Murray now. I, I think that, um, uh, you know, that he showed not just in this game but last year in the playoffs that he really has uh, that it factor. He, we really should be getting behind DeJounte Murray. Uh, the, the Spurs organization um, in several statements got behind DeJounte Murray during the offseason and certainly during the preseason. Uh, I'm excited about what DeJounte Murray should uh, – what he can bring. I think this is the first game of 82. Uh, but it's pointed in the right direction. And, you know, we as first fans should all be excited about what Murray's bringing to the table. And yeah. defensively, too, I should say. I mean, defensively, too. He's only going to get better defensively. And he's got, you know, physical attributes, a seven-foot wingspan that other point guards just don't have. Now, he, he weighs like a buck 70, and that's going to be a problem. But yeah. he has the, the physical characteristics that set him apart from other point guards. So, if he could step it up defensively and not be sloppy with the ball initiating the offense, uh, the sky's the limit for that guy. Yeah, you look at uh, DeJounte Murray's uh, uh, night uh, versus uh, San Antonio in the starting position, 25 minutes. He finished with 16 points. He had himself uh, two assists, uh, and uh, he was uh, not too, too horrible from the uh, field, seven for eight. Uh, did not attempt a three-point shot, made all his free throws, two attempts at the charity stripe. Uh, Jose, you really got excited when DeJounte Murray's name popped up in this conversation. Uh, does it worry you the sense that the assist numbers are kind of low? I think as a point guard, for him to only have, what, two assists at the starting point guard position, to me that makes me have cause for pause and be like, you know what, okay, I like that he can score, but I need him to be more of a facilitator in that role. Uh, Ryan, of course, brought, a good, brought up a good point, and I'm, the only reason I'm going to really get into this quick is because I asked the uh, first fans on um, uh, Facebook if they had any questions, and they, one of the questions was, what do you guys think about this lineup for when the first goes small? And then had DeJounte Murray at seven, uh, a seven-foot wingspan. So that, that, that's that's incredible, by the way. Danny Green at 6'10", Rudy Gay at 7'3", Kawhi at 7'4". Uh, anyways, uh, I forgot the question. Oh, uh, well, about the low assist numbers, basically. Yeah, the low assist. Uh, I have no problem with that because, again, when there's ball movement, there's really there's not going to be a guy that's going to average 10 assists a game. I don't even think five assists a game, if you're, you know, if you're lucky. Uh, you know, we've got to remember that Houston does not move the ball. 
Houston. You know, just for an example, uh, I, I kept hearing that, you know, D'Antoni and his Phoenix Suns teams, they were a ball movement team. No, it was Steve Nash finds a guy, he gives them the ball, and he's wide open for a shot. That's about it. This ball, this first ball movement is, you know, one pass, you know, after you cross the uh, midcourt, then they're going to dribble probably two times and then pass it. That other guy's going to dribble it two times and then pass it, and then they're going to find the open guy. So, you know, those assist numbers are not going to go up. If, if anything, I would – uh, I would look at his assist numbers compared to how many times the ball touches different players. Uh, you know, if if the ball goes around, it's, it's almost like the uh, like the hockey assist. Yeah, again, the beautiful exactly. game part two. Uh, so I, I'm not too worried. I mean, if there was an ISO type of situation like last year's offense, then I would be a little bit worried because he'd have to do more, uh, and then Lamarcus would have to do more at the same time, and he would have to he himself would have to find open players. But I don't think that's the case with this scheme and, and this ball movement. So I'm okay with it. The assist numbers really don't uh, affect this. I think it, we're going to have to be counting down how many times the ball goes to, you know, another player in, in that uh, situation. Yeah, I would love for him to clean up uh, a little bit more on the foul side. And, yes, it is one game. I get that. But, I mean, to rack up four fouls and uh, for, for him, I think that takes him out of the game, takes him out of the rhythm. It puts uh, the spot, uh, the rotation of the roster, the point guard spot, kind of in uh, shaky ground when he's out because then you got to rely on a Patty Mills, which we know is not a facilitator, um, an agent, Mono Ginobili. Uh, the, the Popovich pretty much made it clear Derek White is not going to be seeing any type of action anytime soon, so don't count on him. And, of course, uh, Bryn Forbes, uh, you know, not his spot as well. So you clean up the game, and in my opinion, get the assist numbers Hi. You know, for my takeaway, though, as much as uh, perhaps everybody's jumping for joy about LaMarcus Aldridge's performance, a double-double, and he looked phenomenal uh, with 20-plus points, 10 rebounds in about 36 minutes. I'm uh, sorry, 38 minutes. I got to give a little credit to Danny Green. I think that was my takeaway. You know, Danny Green had into the season. We all heard it before. What was it? You know, great defender, but what happened to that shot? What happened to that beautiful game 2014 three-point hot shooting Danny Green? What happened to it? And at least in one game, he looked pretty good on both ends of the court. And I think that's what the Spurs have been missing from Danny in recent years. 32 minutes uh, versus Minnesota. He goes 7 for 16 from the field, 3 for 7 from the three-point line, ends up uh, with uh, 17 points. He was a plus 11 for San Antonio on the court. But more importantly to me, guys, Two block shots, two steals, two assists. I like that. And to me, that jumps out more. So uh, your thoughts, Ryan? So, yeah, I I think Danny Green, I I mentioned it sort of my rundown, that I I think the offensive is back uh, defensively. He clearly hasn't lost a step. It must be the new haircut, you know, because he's he's kind of (laughs) – The aerodynamic, yes. Yeah, he's reverted back to old Danny Green. Um, I'm really excited about that. You know, if he can continue, I mean, he's a, he is a dominant wing defender. He doesn't get that that kind of recognition outside of San Antonio because you know he's his partner back there is uh, Kawhi Leonard, right? He gets it gets all the pub. Uh, but Danny Green's a phenomenal defender. If he just stays where he's at or improves a little bit defensively, but brings that offense back, uh, and it doesn't have to be the offense where he's jacking a three. Uh, you know, he could just have consistent scoring. I mean, he scored a, a, a ton of points. I, mm-hmm. I can't remember how many points he had, but, uh, it, you know, he had a significant number of points for Danny Green. If Danny Green is giving you 15 points a night yeah. consistently, wow, that's a, that's just a, a amazing. And I don't want us to lose sight of uh, Rudy Gay. I mean, we just mentioned yeah. him a little bit, but 
man, for his first game out here, I, Jose hit it right on the head, and I wrote in my notes, Rudy Gay equals Boris Diaw, because, you know, Rudy Gay was playing big. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but he seems to take up a ton of space yeah, he when does. he's on the court. Mm-hmm. He just plays really big, really long strides. Uh, I was uber impressed by Rudy Gay, and I think he's going to have a, a huge role in this team as that facilitator, you know, at the, the top of the key, swinging the ball. I, I just think Rudy Gay is going to be a key to a lot of things this year. Yeah, Danny Green did finish the uh, night with 17 points versus uh, Minnesota. Uh, you're going, let's go to Jose. Jose, you know, you've been uh, harping on the t- uh, 2014 beautiful game. How key is Danny Green in this? Oh, he's very key because he has, and this is going to run the first time the wrong way right when I say it. But he has R.J. Itis. And that's, oh, here we go. We just lost him. listeners here, Ryan. No, well, if he can't stay just standing on, on the spot, he, he's not Bruce Bowen. He's not going to be in the corner or in the wing waiting for the ball, just standing there. And if he doesn't get it, the ball, then okay. I mean, he's a shooter who needs to keep touching the ball. He needs to keep in motion. He needs to keep his body you know, warm, I guess you could say, you know, uh, one of the complaints, if you've ever played basketball or been around basketball players, they'll say, you know, I don't like to come off the bench because I get cold. And that's what I think his problem is. He just can't be standing around. When there's ball movement, he's just moving around and he's going to get the ball and he's going to find a wide open shot by doing that. I think that's his game. That's what the Spurs got away from to sort of try to please LaMarcus in which at the same time he wasn't comfortable in that situation either. But I think this is really coming of age with Danny Green this season. We're going to be seeing a lot of Danny Green of old and moving around screens. And again, when when guys like that get the ball, it, it, it really perks them up on, on defense because, again, they want more possessions. A guy like Danny Green, he knows he can't create his own shot. So if he has to move around and find his own shot, hey, I'm going to go play defense again so we can get the ball back and then we can, you know, I can try to find another shot. So, again, he's rewarding himself by that play, and the Spurs are rewarding him by moving with that quicker pace, that ball movement. If he's open, they'll, 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 they'll find him. Uh, so, again, I, I'm very encouraged. So, again, that, that's just the mentality. That's a, I mean, if you go back to 2006, that was the same problem with Michael Finley. He wasn't used to just standing around waiting for the ball. Uh, so I think that's really his problem. But, again, if the Spurs are accommodating to his needs, and really, it helps out everybody. That, that's Hattie's game, too, as we saw back in 2014. That's really a game that anybody could play, from a Thiago Splitter to a Tony Parker to anybody in between and a Tim Duncan. So I'm, I'm very encouraged by that. Yeah, and I agree. You know, all to Ryan's point, I would echo Ryan's point, but he echoed the article that I wrote on Rudy Gay uh, yesterday or two, nights, or two days ago, whenever this was a lot of echoes. on the, the season preview. He's the key. He's the X factor. You know, you're you're right, and uh, he, uh, you know, Rudy Gay had some high praise from Popovich after the win last night. He says Rudy had a really good game, and half of the time he was probably wondering where he should be on the court. But he's a talented young man, and we used that tonight, and it helped us win. He's just going to get better and better as he figures out what we need to do defensively. So it looks like Ryan Popovich is keen on him as a defensive kind of guy. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he can be. I mean, he's uh, he's very diverse. I mean, he's, I mean he, certainly he's one of the better scorers in the past 10 years in the NBA. Uh, he and LaMarcus both, I, I, um, I should have the stat in front of me there, but, you know, both of them are, are pretty, in pretty much a unique um, category as far as, as, far as offensive of, uh, of players. But defensively, sure, I mean, that's, that's what the Spurs do. I mean, they, they are a defensive-first-minded uh, team. It's not surprising that uh, Popovich sees 
defense as a as a skill set that Rudy Day has, and and that's why they're, they're a match. And so you know, it, it, there's the defensive scheme for San Antonio is is quite honestly probably more important than the offensive scheme for San Antonio. So you're not going to get on that club unless you can play as a as a part of that scheme. And obviously Popovich sees that in Rudy Day. Yeah, I mean, there are so many positives to take away from game one of the new season that we pretty much would be here all night. And, you know, by the end of the day, what would you grade uh, this Spurs team after just one game, Jose? Uh, just after one, I, I would say, again, I'm going to sort of explain my answer before I even get it. The fact that they did not have Tony Parker out there, his leadership, especially with a young team in a new system, in a new system that he understands, really, that ball movement, and then Kawhi, their best player, their best skilled player, their best defender, the best two-way player in the league or in the universe, I would say it's a 10 because they, I mean, they played like there was no problem. Like they've been, like they've been playing alongside each other for years. Um, so I'll give them a 10. All right. Uh, Ryan? Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, it's a it's a nine or a ten. Um, they you know they didn't have Kawhi in the mix uh, as you mentioned. There was the, the leadership was coming from Manu Ginobili who who didn't have the best night uh, you know on on the court. But they're only going to get better from here. They beat a good team. I really like uh, how both Pau Gasol and Lamarcus Aldridge handled Carl uh, Anthony Towns handled the post game. Uh, they were efficient in their shooting. I don't know what else you can ask for them uh, to do, but uh, but go out there and beat a good team, and they did that. So, uh, you know, a 9 or a 10. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with an 8 or a 9, and the reason being is because of that uh, third quarter play. You know, this is a team, San Antonio, that is just full of veterans. They've been there and done that. Pop even spoke about it afterwards. And, you know, they shouldn't have allowed Minnesota to roar back and take the lead. I mean, I, I mean that was, uh, to me, is an inexcusable. I, they took their foot off the gas pedal. And I've seen this before. You've seen this before, guys, where SA does that. Spurs do that. They take the foot off the gas, and you know what? I, I get it. It's a game of runs. It's a game of runs. Who has the biggest run? And, yes, the Spurs did rebound nicely, a 9-0 run late in the fourth to pretty much put away Minnesota's thoughts at beating San Antonio. But at the end of the day, you know, I think that needs to clean up. I like the fact that – uh, DeJounte looked promising. LaMarcus looked like a beast, at least in one game. And they did this without Kawhi Leonard and Parker. But more importantly, without Kawhi Leonard, because they had a guy out there, Jimmy Butler, who gives a handful for opposing uh, team defenses and on that offense as well. So overall, an eight or a nine. But we'll get to get another good look at them soon because the next game is against Chicago, their first road game. Uh, it is going to be this weekend, so hopefully uh, they'll be able to clean up a few things and uh, get another W on the season. Uh, final thoughts, gentlemen? We'll start off with you, Ryan. I was just trying to be a nice guy and let Jose go first. But, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, that's why I didn't expect it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They caught us off guard. Uh, it's a solid team. Uh, they're going to be good this year. They're probably going to be better than I thought. Uh, at the very beginning of the year. Um, I, I see them still competing for a, a two or a three seed out West, which is phenomenal. We're not going to really know much uh, more about this team uh, until we skip a game past Chicago. That's an absolute dump, dumpster fire yeah. uh, in Chicago. We'll know more about them when they play Toronto. Uh, so as the season evolves, as Kawhi gets back in, I'm curious to see how they, they, they gel while Kawhi takes less touches with Marcus 
presumably takes more touches. It's just going to be interesting to see how this team develops and, and how they integrate those new pieces. But a great start to the season. I mean, all, all you can do is go win games, and they're doing it. Yeah, and Jose, please don't say uh, about your uh, calf muscles, and that's your biggest uh, final thought here. How are you going to work them out in if, a few if minutes? They can play this, if they can play this way with Kawhi back. Tony Parker, you know, I, I, I think they need his leadership, but at the same time, I don't know if he's going to be physically the Tony Parker that we would expect him at this stage of his career if he wasn't hurt. Uh, but if they can play like this with Kawhi, they're going to be like me on leg day and just dominate. I think they can beat the Warriors. I don't even think it would go to six games. I'll put it that wow. way. Wow. All right. Play this way. So I, I'm encouraged. Absolutely. I, I Ryan, I hope you wrote that down and you have that or at least etched in your brain what he just said right now. It's just this general malaise whenever Jose talks about working out or dieting or anything like that. I, I just can't keep up, so I just it just glosses over my you head. You just let him have his moment. I think that's the best thing we can do. Just right. let, let's just let Jose have his moment and let him shine for a little bit. All hey, right. Hey, you guys can't tell me if they play this way that, that they can't beat the Warriors. Absolutely they can. Oh, they can beat them, but I don't think it's going to be as easy or – I think it would be a, a slugfest times 10. Yeah. I mean, Honestly, Thompson plays the way he did. And then, and then, if, then if Nick Young has the, has the same type of performance again? Just remember this, guys. Joffrey Levine can dominate Zaza, number one, and Rudy Gay will neutralize and dominate Draymond Green. There's no way these guys can be switching off of Kawhi and um, – and uh, and Rudy Gay, not not with this team. If they can play that way, there's no way the Warriors have the depth to keep up with the third. All right. I, I, hopefully that's going to be your next. Show. I hope. I hope hopefully that's going to be your next article you're going to write on News Four about why the Spurs will dominate the Warriors. Oh, I'll, I'll wait for that. <laughs> so I'll, I'll write that for you. All right. Well, on that note, Ryan, let's go ahead and put a wrap on this. Uh, this has been Locked On Spurs, and for Jose Grijalva and Ryan McCallum, I am Jeff Garcia, and us three, we're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs.